0: Welcome to the Burning Hearts Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us this week. All right, so I want us to pray over our hearts and just ask God to open them up, all right? Because I feel like I can speak the Word of God and teach all day long, but when Holy Spirit speaks to you, everything changes. So Heavenly Father, right now, I just invite you to speak to our hearts, that we would have ears to hear, eyes to see, a heart to understand. Holy Spirit, that you'd open up the gifts in us in greater measure. That Lord, in this teaching, that it's not just a teaching, but Holy Spirit, you activate our lives in this relationship that you desire with us to know us intimately and us to know you in greater measure. And so that we would know you, God, that we would be so in tune to you, Heavenly Father, that as we go through our day, we'd hear that still small voice say, hey, go talk to that one. Go bring this one a package. Go send that one a text. Lord, that it's that simple, that our lives are so surrendered to you, God, that we are so entwined with you and aware of your presence in our life every day. So Heavenly Father, open our eyes, open our ears, hearts of understanding today, in Jesus' name, amen. well, it's fall and I have, I keep praying that these allergies get healed. So I have like a voice that's a little bit lower probably. And it's also fall is everyone loves pumpkin spice. I love football. So when I smell that fall air, I'm like football season. Anyway, so I get all excited. I was up way too late last night watching one of my teams and they lost. (laughs) Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, Anyway, I wasn't yelling, I was just doing this, all right? So, <clears throat> but 1 1 yesterday, right? Go, Bison, here we go. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be biased about anything, am I? <laughs> all right, 2 Corinthians 13 14 says, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the communion with Holy Spirit. That's what I'm asking for us to engage in today, is that communion with Holy Spirit. That we are aware of his presence in us. You know, when Jesus left, he said, I give it all to you. Now go and make disciples and go wait. And we've talked about that in Acts, when he poured out his Holy Spirit on us and being baptized in the Spirit. But today I want us to talk about just that communion with God. You know, it gets, we just had discipleship school, the teachings on the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and all all of those lead us to, they're all God, right? And it gets confusing when you're a new believer. What, I can't explain this, I don't understand it. And so we spent hours going after this. But all I wanna say today is, I want us to know what it's like to commune with the God of the universe. He made access for us through Jesus and the Holy Spirit is walking with us, that we can have that kind of relationship with Him, this loving, amazing, holy, righteous God. You can have relationship with, and so um, as Christians, we're continually growing in this. It's some, it's a process, right? And um, Jesus desires for us to grow in it. He's pleased with us. He desires for us to hear his voice. He says, "My sheep hear my voice, and they listen." You know, we follow him because we hear his voice. So today, I'm going to go through some scriptures on hearing his voice and just different guardrails that, you know, the Bible sets up to make sure that it's God's voice we're listening to, and to recognize Holy Spirit's leading in our personal lives, and that um, we grow in this way in our lives with Him. You know, Enoch and Noah, they walked with God. It says in the scriptures that they walked with God. Can you imagine that? Enoch walking around, talking to God, Noah too, just like they walked with him. Every moment of their day, they were engaged in that presence with them. I can't imagine what that is to constantly be engaged, but it's something I desire. And you know, you don't have to be perfect. You know, Noah sinned before God. It says he got drunk and he sinned, but the Lord still spoke to him and walked with Noah. You know, we aren't perfect people. We're going to disappoint. But you know, God quickly forgives us. And as we set our heart right back with him and begin to walk with him again, he speaks to us. So I want to just give you some basic principles on hearing God and just different ways he hears. And um, hopefully we'll get through this all. If not, do you know what? We'll do it the next in two weeks. So 1 Corinthians 14.1. Says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God indeed. No one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets, so that the church may be edified. You know, we pray that he opens our eyes and ears, but in the scripture right there in 1 Corinthians, Paul's telling us to eagerly desire these gifts, to just really go after it intentionally in prayer and desire to walk in the gifts of the spirit, why? Why does he ask us that? So that we can strengthen and encourage and comfort others. It changes people's lives. As I've been writing this up, I'm working on more education and you have to figure out what you're going to do your PhD on. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to do it on before someone hears God's voice, their life, and then after God speaks to them and how their life changed, what happened? like that in-between moment of them speaking. Wouldn't that be awesome? Some other people in our school have done things like um, the deaf, Heidi Baker has an incredible anointing with deaf, and as she prays for the deaf, the ears are open, right? And so the before and after, and he's actually an MD, and now he's done another, he did his PhD, and I thought, you know, that's the kind of stuff I want to do, is when God changes your life, what does it look like? You know, and we all can say, I remember that moment when I said yes to him and I got saved. You remember that day? Everything changed in your life. Some of you were filled with the Spirit. We had a number filled with the Spirit Thursday night in D school and everything changed. It was just like this incredible outpouring of Holy Spirit on Thursday night. Do it again, God. But in that moment, I was like, our lives are never the same when he touches us. When he speaks in a situation where we need the clarity and everything changes or when someone prophesies into your life that encouragement and hope that you need that brings comfort, that brings peace, that brings that God hasn't forgotten me, he knows me by name, everything changes in your life. How many, I see nods all over. You're all going, I know those moments. Do it again, God. He desires to use us, that we would eagerly desire to be used by him in these ways. We invite him to, An invitation for wisdom. I love um, the scripture in James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask of God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. It's a scripture I use all the time. But it's an invitation of us asking. We have to open our heart to this. We have to ask and invite Holy Spirit and say, come and speak to me. Your servant is listening, just like Samuel. Lord, speak. Speak. When we ask for wisdom, we must do it with faith. Because it goes on in verse six of James one. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. We must believe and not doubt. Do you believe he speaks to you? There's just no doubt in my mind. Scripturally, I'm gonna lay it out today. I've seen it again and again. And there is no doubt in my mind, Holy Spirit speaks to us today. When we ask, we must be willing to obey, though. There's this response when he speaks to us. There needs to be this obedience. And um, it's a principle in scripture. When Abraham, when he offered Isaac at the altar and James 2 talks about, you see his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. He, He heard God say, lay Isaac on the altar. And he did it. But God then said, you know, You don't have to sacrifice your son, but there was an instant obedience. Can you imagine walking up that hill knowing you're gonna sacrifice your son? That obedience is there. God is, he works this out in us. And then he says, if I give you little, you'll give, be given more. There's principles in the scripture with, when he says in Luke 19, he who has been given little will be given much. There's these principles of our obedience grows and our obedience of hearing him and working these things out opens greater and greater doors and it becomes easier and easier for us to obey and easier for us to listen The more we obey, the more I believe he's going to give us. And there's an obedience that needs to be joyful, wholehearted, and instantaneous. That's the hard part, right? If you're like me, I'm not a natural evangelist. And when he tells me to go talk to a stranger, my heart is just beating. I'm like, are you sure, Jesus? I'm gonna ask him 10 times, you really sure? Are you sure are you sure you really want me to This is not my normal. So how do I know it's Holy Spirit? That would not be my idea, to go walk up to a stranger and say, I feel like God really wants da 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 whatever it is. <laughs> and that's not my normal. That's when you know it's God. It's those gentle nudges that he gives us my sheep hear my voice when we are born again we have a relationship with Jesus and we're already beginning to know God from that first day we continue as the days and years go on to develop this relationship in him he goes ahead of us it says in John 10 and his sheep follow him because they know his voice but they will not follow a stranger in fact They will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. My sheep hear my voice and they follow. We recognize his voice. And how do we do that? Because we know him. We love him. The more we know God's character, the more we grow in the word and grow in our knowledge of who he is. His love for us is the easier for us to hear his voice. It's all intertwined. Pastor Nate laid out an incredible sermon last week. If you missed it, go online. But he explained the prophetic and the Old and the New Testament and that it's all about the love of God. All of it is in relationship with us and him and he and us and that love that he desires for us to have. But when we know his character, we know his voice. Think of Mary, when, she, when Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, she saw him on the path and she didn't know who he was. Do you remember that story? He was raised from the dead and she met him and he didn't recognize him until he said and called out her name and he, Jesus. Then she knew, that's my shepherd. I know his voice. I know who he is. Instantly, the veil was taken off and she knew who it was because she knew his voice. In verse 14 of John, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. He knows us. We know him. We're growing in this. We're maturing in this and knowing that very nature of God. You know, the Bible shows us Moses is an incredible example that Pastor Nate went through. And when he said, show me, I want to see you, God, you know, show me. And he said, show me your glory. Show me your glory. And what does God say to him? I'll let my goodness pass you by. I ask him that all the time, let your goodness pass me by. I wanna see you, I wanna know you, I wanna experience you. As we hear from God, we have to know his character because if we don't know his character, it's not the voice of our shepherd, it's a voice of another. So when we are in him and he is in us, we know his voice. You know, you read in the word and we grow in the knowledge of it and we begin to recognize his voice. In John 16, 13, it says, Jesus promised that whatever the spirit would hear, the spirit would make known to his disciples. He said that. I wanna make it known to the disciples. In John 15, 15, it says, I call you friends and everything I've learned from the father, I've made known to you. And now go and do greater things than these unbelievable. Everything he's learning, he's making known to us. If we ask, if we listen, if we posture ourselves to say, here you go, Lord, speak to me. I'm listening. Your servant is listening. So I just wanted to go through some of the ways God speaks. There's many in the Bible, and I'm just going to, you know, hit some of them to open. I really felt like as I was writing these and just thinking through and processing through it, that God's going to awaken us in ways we maybe have never heard him before. If you don't see pictures, I believe there's a grace today of the Holy Spirit's presence in this place for all of a sudden our eyes to open and we begin to see in the Spirit in different ways and to hear in the Spirit in different ways, to walk with him. Are we hungry? Do we eagerly desire this? We do. This church is so hungry for God. On Tuesday night, I left and a number of people from church, I was just talking to them and there's like such a hunger for his presence and for God in this house. As we worship, all of a sudden we all just jump in and God, we just want more of you. And when Pastor Chris was declaring those things, I was like, that's what we desire, just to be free, to be whole. You know, that's what church looks like. The body of Christ coming together, unified, worshiping, loving one another, and loving God with all our heart. This is what church is. It's so beautiful. But ways he speaks, sorry bunny trails, you know. I go down them. The first one is the inner voice of God speaking to you. When Holy Spirit is in you, there's this clear almost wisdom that comes, that inner voice. And you know, last week in the activation, we kind of went through steps where we silence the enemy. We kind of just lean into God and we say, thank you God for speaking because we know you speak. And we just waited on the Lord and he spoke to everyone in the room. It was powerful. And um, there's that peace where we have to just sit down and ask and you just have that inner voice going, I know Yep, that's what I need to do. Does it line up with scripture? Yep, it does. I need to do that. You just How many people know what I'm talking about? You just get that knowing of, mm, that's what you're saying, Jesus. I know in this situation, you're giving me the insight of what I need. And sometimes that inner voice will bring an incredible revelation. I've been praying about situations like, God, what is the root of this? How can we take care of this? And all of a sudden, boom, this revelation will hit. And you're like, oh, that's it. That's what I need to go after in prayer. That's what I need to go after. It's like that revelation of, oh, this is Jesus. He's speaking to us, that inner voice. Sometimes there's gentle nudges, or sometimes there's pushes almost in, by him. Like I shared one, like if you feel like you're led to share the gospel or just talk to someone about Jesus, you know, there's always gentle nudges. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, I need to do it. How many people already know that one? Sometimes the nudges are extreme though where you're almost like pushed into it saying, I gotta do this, there's no way back, I have to do this. And you just start speaking whatever God has said for you to speak or pray the crazy radical prayers that he has you pray over things. There's logos, Um, it's through the word of God in 2 Timothy Talks about the Logos Word of God, where we hear through the Word of God. Sometimes you'll be reading along and the answer for the situation you're in comes out of the Word, right? He just all sudden revelation. I remember when I was living in another state, going to college, and I was praying, Lord, should I go back? It was literally go back to North Dakota, to student, actually Moorhead, to student teach. Or should I go here or should I go there? I was just praying all these things. and the Lord gave me the scripture in Isaiah. And I, I to this day, don't know it. And, um, and I thought, I don't even know this verse. And I looked up, Isaiah, I was like, are you sure, Jesus? You know what it says in there? Go north, go north, don't let any unclean thing touch you. And I was in the south and I thought, oh my, I gotta go back to Moorhead <laughs> and student teach. And so that's what I did and here I am today. But he used the word of God to speak such life to me and bring a confirming word that he had been giving me nudges on. He speaks through the word incredibly In our lives, when we even submit it, when when you have your quiet time with the Lord and you just submit it to him, say, speak to me, Lord, I'm listening. And as you read the word, he speaks life to you. There's another way he speaks is that calm, peaceful assurance. You pray for something difficult and you're praying through things and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I know it's gonna be okay. You said it's gonna be okay. All of a sudden that peace comes on you that passes all understanding, In the situations we're in, sometimes when he brings his peace, it doesn't make sense to our mind. It doesn't make sense to our heart. But he steps in. In Acts 16, 7, talks about the apostles. And when they came to a border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia. And then the spirit of the Lord Jesus said, don't go. It said it would not allow them to go into that place. So they just knew there is no peace in this place. I can't go here. You know, trust the peace of God. When all of a sudden, uh, this is me, this may not be you, but if I go into a situation and I feel chaos and unrest, I'm like, this is not Jesus. He's a God of order and of peace. And so then I just start leaning into it and say, God, bring your peace, bring your presence. This is not right. You are a God of peace. That's who you are. And as you invite him in and as he speaks to you, his presence and peace comes into those situations because he's looking for us to partner with him. You're his answer for planet earth. Do you know that? (laughs) You're his answer. Jesus came and died and gave us access. He sent Holy Spirit to be with us. Here we are. There's a counsel and advice from leaders in Proverbs 12. There's so many verses on this. I just picked 12, Proverbs 12, 15. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. You know, sometimes us hearing from God is asking those who disciple us, who are over us, asking leaders in our life, your life group leader, whatever. If you're in the middle of making a big change, I highly advise this. That you ask those people over your life and say, hey, this is what I'm feeling God is saying. Tell me what your thoughts are. Will you pray into it and get back to me? And it's just, just wise. It's just asking for advice. There's the audible voice of God. You know, Saul on the road to Damascus, he heard God. Saul, Saul, why have you persecuted me? And he struck blind. I think he knew who it was. Because instantly he goes, Lord, who are you? <laughs> I was like, he knew who it was. <laughs> he called him by name. It was in Acts 9, but the audible voice of God. I think it's very rare, but it can happen. You can hear the audible voice of the Lord. He can give you Holy Spirit led dreams. Talks about it in Matthew 1, you know, where you can hear the word of the Lord through dreams. I get this a lot. I know a number of people do in their, our church. A lot of times, that's how I get words of knowledge that I'll share in church, is always a lot of times in a dream. It's just, I wake up and I have the list that Jesus wants to heal. And it's kind of interesting, but that's how he speaks to me. Some of you may see pictures or visions or have the seer prophet, S-E-E-R, prophet anointing. In Acts 10, you know, that's where it talks about it in the New Testament. But um, I was recently in New York. I wasn't here one weekend. I was ministering at a conference. And in one of the sessions the Lord kept telling me to step out in a way I'd never stepped out. i prophesied over people. I walk in words and knowledge, all that kind of stuff. But he said, I want you to prophesy over to the person who is a mechanic. And I was like, oh, give me, okay. <laughs> so I got up and I thought, I'll be foolish for you. Whatever. Is there a mechanic here? You know, I was just like, and one guy in the whole place raises his hand. There were a lot of soldiers there. It was in, by near Fort Drum and he stood up and the word of the Lord. And then I got to prophesy over him and he had been feeling called to go into chaplaincy for years. And the word was like, about that. And he's like, I will today go talk to someone. And so it was like, Lord just called him out and opened up his destiny. But it was me being led into just a vision and trusting. You know, as we walk with him, we're all growing in this. We're all growing in our... I know he'll meet me. What does it look like? Am I okay being a fool? Okay, I can be foolish for you. There's a little risk involved. There's a little like heart, like, okay, I'm a little stressed about this. But as we do, and he meets someone like that, I was undone. I just thought, God, I will do whatever you want. Because this kid is now going after what he's really called to be. It was powerful. Um circumstances. God opens and closes doors, doesn't he? Sometimes he speaks through a slam shut door. I guess that's a no, right? A lot of times he speaks with, through prophets over us that people will prophesy into our lives and speak into our lives. That's another way he can speak. I know I haven't hit them all, but I hit a lot of them. So if any one of those you haven't stepped into, let's eagerly desire that God's God, teach us, show us, let us partner with you to love others, to speak into their life, to encouraging them. So, in recognizing, I'm going to go through a tiny bit of recognizing the Holy Spirit's voice, and then I guess the rest of it I'll give next time. So, in two weeks, I'll speak, and I'm just going to talk about just like kind of the boundaries and the guardrails that the Holy Spirit, you know, he doesn't speak out of line, you know, it's definitely out of the love of God, and he speaks everything that lines up with scripture and who his character is. I just want to say that now. It'll be in two weeks, but he never speaks anything contradictory to who he is. You know, he is a good God. And so he will always speak through his character, through the word of God. And it always needs to line up with that. But anyways, so recognizing the Holy Spirit. um, Before we hear his voice, we absolutely have to know him. What is God like? Who is he? What does he like? What pleases him? You know, many of us have misconceptions of God. We've gone through that as in sermon series where there might be a lie we're believing and then all of a sudden he replaces that lie with truth and everything changes of who he is. If you thought he was a mean God, you know what? And then you realize he's a loving father. You're like, oh my word, I need to replace that with truth. And everything in your Sphere and your world changes because now all of a sudden you see God as this amazing loving God. It's that before we hear Him, to after everything changes after an encounter with Him. Sometimes we have misconceptions. You know, in 1 Corinthians thirteen nine, Paul says we know in part and we prophesy in part. We don't see it all; we just see parts of this, right? We're not always hearing God's voice perfectly or studying the Bible perfectly or praying perfectly. But if we know what he's like enough to love him and to receive love from him, he has a way of working out our imperfections for us to hear him. He has a way of bringing us into that maturity that we need when we just engage with him, engage with being his kids, hearing his voice. Um... Let's look at 1 John 4, 7 to 12. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Amen? His love is made complete in us. Let's love one another. Let's love God. Let's know him. Out of that place comes the fruit of the Spirit. Our hearing and our understanding of who he is has to be in line with the fruit of the Spirit. There's patience, there's kindness, there's gentleness, there's joy, there's love, there's faith, there's meekness, there's self-control, there's goodness in our life. The fruit of the Spirit is evident in our life. Another way is um, to know that the love of God is evident Pastor Nate touched on it too in 1 Corinthians 13. You know, these are letters back and forth that he was doing. So there's really three letters. And in 1 Corinthians, he's responding to the church with the letter that was sent and giving them all this instruction on how to do church. And so the second letter is really responding, you know, to the third letter. And he's explaining everything, how to do church, right? And so in between the chapters about The gifts of the spirit and prophecy is the love chapter. And you know, really, our hearing from God needs to line up with this. Is it patient? Is it kind? It does not envy or boast. It's not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. That's where it comes from, that we live in him. Do you feel his presence here today? There's just a strong presence here. I really believe he wants to open our eyes and our hearts in greater measure to receive that he's, we are eagerly desiring these things as a church. This isn't one person. I sense this whole body eagerly desiring to move in the maturity, the deeper things of God. So let's just pray. Let's just engage with Holy Spirit. I'm gonna do a little activation right now and then we'll do guardrails next time, right? Let's invite Holy Spirit just to speak to each one of us. So just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. God, we are people that are hungry for you. We are hungry for your presence. We desire to know you. I feel like Samuel. Lord, speak to me. Lord, I wanna hear you speak to me. God, we eagerly desire to step into hearing, to prophecy, to the gifts of the Spirit so that we could encourage the body, to edify the body, to encourage one another and see us grow in maturity and in things of you, God. Speak to us, God. I pray today. I just sense there's just a grace for us to step into gifts we've never stepped into. To step into hearing and seeing in ways we've never done it. God, I just invite you, Holy Spirit, as we yield ourselves to you, that you move on us to hear and see. God, I thank you in advance. This is your desire. You said your sheep know you. We hear your voice. It's who we're created to be. When we gave our life to you, this is who we are created to be. So I thank you, God, in advance that this week we're going to step in in greater measure. I pray our obedience in our heart would be joyful, wholehearted, instantaneous. We would just say yes. And God, in our lives, we'd begin to see more. And more and more, as we step out, and you speak to us; as we step out, you speak in greater measure, in greater clarity. God, I pray we take risk with you, Holy Spirit, (laughs) and we say yes to those things that maybe make us uncomfortable. But it's you, desiring to bring your love to someone who doesn't yet know you. God, I want to see a city saved. In my lifetime, I want to see a city saved. Start with Fargo, West Fargo, Moorhead. Start here, God. And we say yes to you, Jesus. We say yes. We hope this message encouraged you today. For more information about Burning Hearts Church and our mission, please head to burningheartsfargo.com. If you are in the Fargo area, we would love for you to join us at one of our Sunday services, either 9 or 1045 a.m. Have a great rest of your week.